week two, no intro, we're doing it. Okay, y'all, um, after last week, I just have to say thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said before, I am learning as I go. So everything that's coming to you is I am learning in the moment. We are literally doing this together. It's like I am holding your hand and we are skipping around through a field. Chariots of Fire is playing. Um, I think that's that song. Not sure. It's, you know, it's like that quintessential part in the movies where they run at each other in slow motion. That is what I picture for us together. But what I wanted to touch on a little bit, and obviously I'll have a better flow once, you know, I figure out what this is and, and we really get it up and running. But for now, I am just all about showing up uh, however it looks. I know it's not perfect, but we're doing it. Um, after last week, I had so many amazing people reaching out and feedback and I actually wanted to touch more about how failure can be your highest octane fuel. And I can't take credit for that because I actually think that Abby Wambach, who I'm obsessed with, US Women's Soccer Team, if you don't know who she is, you need all her books and all her podcasts right now. You need to go to YouTube and watch her commencement speech. I think it was at Bard College. I might be totally wrong on the college, but you need to watch it right now. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about how failure can truly be your highest octane fuel. So I think of the last podcast, I talked a little bit about how getting let go and fired from different jobs led me to eventually being at SoulCycle and finding my path and finding out who I was and all that. And I really wouldn't be where I am without that kind of tough awful gut-wrenching situations, but I wanted to dive a little bit more into that and what those situations can look like and how you can either, you know, you can either learn from it or it, it, it demolishes you. You know, you can, it, it either gives to you or it takes from you. And that is the human experience, right? How we react to it is all in our power. Like Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, we have the power all along to react and do, um, and, and see where we go from there. Anything that gets us down. So um, I was thinking about the two jobs that I got let go from. And the first one really sticks into my mind because it was just the first time that had ever happened to me in the corporate, quote unquote, you know, corporate world. And it was pretty awful. I mean, I can't sugarcoat it. It was awful. Anyway, so I was talking to one of my riders and she rides in the lodge. I know for a fact she works in HR and she was like, Maddie, your story about getting let go from your job like really hit home because I just been there and she's like, I was, I just felt like I was on that journey with you. And I was like, yeah, it's a really real thing that a lot of us don't talk about because it is so awkward and crappy and shitty and guttural and like, blah. we don't love to talk about those things, but I think they're so essential to our growth and like who we end up becoming and how we how we rise up from things like that and the failures and also I was laying in my bed recently and thinking about a couple of the times I was let go I was let go from two different ad agencies in my life and um that slowly read led, led to um you know where I am now had I not been fired if you will let go I mean whatever you want to call it there was no malice it was just like for whatever reason, A, well, we'll get into it. But, you know, at the time you're like, 
you're imploding, right? Like, what's wrong with me? What did I do? Gosh, I suck. You like go into that whole spiral of self-doubt and questioning your worth and questioning all you are. And it sucks. And like, it's so hard not to cry. Let's talk about that. When you get fired or let go from a job the fact that like you have to like leave the office and then walk through the whole office and everybody's watching you it's like it's literally there should be like a better process like hey why don't you take like a a work from home day and we'll give you a call like I don't know like maybe that's not great either but oh my gosh it's so awful um it's literally the worst and I think that we don't talk about that stuff enough. We love the highlight reel. We say this all the time with Instagram. We love the highlight reel. It's like the beautiful presets and the glossy the glossy film over the pictures is something we love to look at. But we don't ever want to talk about the hard stuff or, you know, whatever. And I think this is just something that so many people go through and so very little people discuss or talk about. But for me, there was a couple of different things that led me to where I am now. And I truly believe that getting let go and I'll never forget. There's a couple of different things I'll never forget. The first one was I was working at a larger ad agency in LA. I have to be very careful about how I talk about things. And I'm very well aware of that on these podcasts, like that I don't say the wrong names or whatever, but I was working at a very large um, agency at the time. And um, it always happens right before the holidays, right? Because that's usually when companies are losing accounts or things are not going right or Q4 is not the best. And I remember I was like sitting, working on something um, and they were like, hey, Mads, uh, so-and-so wants to see you in their office. And I was like, sure, sure, sure. She was the COO of the company at the time. Um, and I was like, that's weird. I've never really never really talked to her before. I didn't really have any kind of relationship with her. And then I started to think about it. And I was like, oh, freak. Oh, man. And, like, it starts to, like, oh, you get that pit in your stomach. And you're like, oh, oh, I think I know where this is going. Lord, I wasn't expecting it today. And, um... Sure enough, I got called into her office, um, and I got let go from the company. And, of course, I, like, was, you know, choking back tears, and I was like, oh, God. And it's so embarrassing. A lot of these giant corner corner desk, corner office, C, C-suite, whoever have, you know, those big offices, floor-to-ceiling windows, and it's, it's really tough to, um, to, to save face. I think that's the best word I can come up with, save face, but I remember immediately crying, but I do remember, um, and I will never forget this, and I've wanted to reach out to her a bunch of times, and I haven't, and I really should, but I've wanted to reach out to her and just tell her how much it meant to me. She was super empathetic, and she looked at me, and she was like, you're going to go on to do bigger better things like do not let this floor you like do not let this deter you from all the things you want to do and it was to this day the way the way that went down and although it sucked and it was really crappy I will never forget the way that she treated me and it was it was really awesome to see a female in that kind of role be just so soft and empathetic um and it was really as much as it hurt me the way she let me go, I was like, wow. And I, to this day, I will never forget. I will never forget that, which is so insane to me, right? Because 
hundreds and millions of things that happen at tons of jobs I've been at between there and before and after and side gigs and side hustles and working restaurants at night and doing events like I've met a lot of people and I've had a lot of weird situations happen and like that one stood out to me as someone being just absolutely amazing truly um and while it was gut-wrenching and it was sad and I had to kind of like wipe the tears and just like get my stuff and get in the elevator and leave and and that's the weirdest part right you get in the elevator to leave the job that you've been going to day in and day out for I don't know a year and a half and then you just don't go there anymore like what like I don't go here anymore like he doesn't even go here anymore like you know and mean girls she doesn't even go here um and then you just never go back. And a lot of those relationships and emails and people you know at the company, you'll never talk to again because you don't have any way to contact them. And yeah, you have LinkedIn and stuff, which I've been exploring now. And I've been hitting up people like, hey, oh my God, look where you landed. That is so dope. But um, it's just such a weird thing. It's so weird. And I don't think anybody ever prepares us for that actual, like what actually happens there, right? Like there's no, there's no comparison. We don't learn about that. We don't, we don't, nobody tells us what that's going to feel like or what that, we just learn this. It's like a learn as, I mean, life, you learn as you go, right? Life on life's terms. It's impossible to know what you don't know till you live it. So that was my first kind of, uh, take with, with my first blow with getting let go from a job. And obviously that, that led me to going to work at different agencies from there. And then that led me eventually to becoming a manager at SoulCycle. So it honestly, it did all work out, but that was one of my biggest, I would say my, one of my biggest downfalls and failures to that point when it came to what I was doing for work, my livelihood and, and, and then ultimately my like ego a little bit, my ego was bruised. Uh, the second story that I can think of, of, you know, finding, finding your way through failure ultimately. And I don't love failure because I just, I don't even, I can't even co-sign with that word really, because nothing's ever failure if you're using it for, if you're using it as a springboard, right? If you let the failures get you down and you don't bounce back from them, that's a failure. But otherwise it's just a lesson, right? I just learned more. I have more under my belt and now I can go tackle the world with just more knowledge and, and do it all better. So I don't also love the word failure, but we're, we're just going to keep rolling with it. We're going to use it. I think my real breakthrough, um, on Instagram with authenticity and things like that is when I brought basically my community with me on the audition process for becoming a Patriots cheerleader, which I didn't make the team spoiler alert, but, um, that was another time that was pretty insane. Like, I mean, I just, the amount that I went through to get on that team was wild while also teaching three to four soul cycle classes a day. I was going to berries. I mean, I was putting, pushing my body to the ultimate limit and my body pushed back because I'll never forget the Friday before the first round of auditions for Patriots. And this, I have been training for like a few months. I am like, you know, we got our spray tan, we got all the things and we are ready. I remember I went to HealthWorks um, in Back Bay and I, I was, I was pushing through cardio and I was like, Ooh, I don't feel so good. 
And I went over to stretch on the mat and I was like, Ooh, I really don't feel good. Like, and I just remember being at HealthWorks and you know, when you really feel sick and you start to panic cause you're like, Oh my gosh, I think like, Oh my God, what if I pass out here? Like, is there going to be an ambulance? Am I going to be okay? Like, who's going to help me? Like that is what washed over me. And it was terrifying. I go home. I actually think I had gotten an Uber from HealthWorks and went directly to partners. I can't remember if I went back to my apartment or if I went directly to partners and they were basically like, you have the full blown flu. And so I'm all, not only do I feel horrible and sick and completely depleted in my body, but now I'm crying and all hysterically upset because I have been working for this goal for so long to go audition for Patriots. And I get through that. Uh, somehow, you know, they give me Tamiflu or something and I'm like, whatever, I'm not taking it. So I'm like laying on the couch. I have aggressive chills all day and I somehow get through the day. Like, I think I was posting all these stories of me like crying. Like, I don't know if I'm going to go tomorrow, but I feel like I owe it to myself after all this to at least show up. And no matter what happens, like this is just the universe, you know, whatever. I don't know what's going to happen. So, um, push comes to shove. I wake up and I actually have a text on my phone from Erin Lindsay and it was like, and she used to be a rocket and she was like, unless you are throwing up, you better go to that audition. And I'll never forget that. Cause I was like, okay, put on your game face and your talent girl. Like what would Beyonce do attitude and get to this audition. So push guns to shove. I go to that audition and, and we'll probably, there'll probably be a whole another podcast on like the Patriots cheerleading process. And like all I went through with that, um, but who knows? I don't know yet. And, um, so I go to the audition and it is hell. I mean, I get sick on the way there. I have to stop at like a stopping shop. So just basically like die in the bathroom. Um, and then I like, I think I like, you know, I have a half glued on eyelash. Like my body still has chills throughout the full, whole first day of auditions, like the whole process. Somehow I keep making it the next round, the next round. And in my head, I'm almost like, oh my God, I wish I could just like not make it to the next round and go home and be like, well, I tried, but nope, that's not, that was not in the cards for me that day. I made it through the whole day and I was driving home at like 5 PM. My body is just like, oh, bad. And so I made it through that. The real kicker here is (laughs) I made it through probably one of the toughest days of my life. I make it through all the Tuesday and Thursday night practices. I'm learning more dances. I'm going to all the things. I'm going to Gillette. And I go through the whole audition process and we make it to finals and you perform down at Foxwoods and it's this whole thing. It's this whole day and it's just such a buildup. And the way they do it is you all stand in line and you know, you're behind stage. And if they call your number, you go on stage and you go to the ultimate, you know, the final boot camp where they pick the team. And if they don't call your number, it's like, Hey, thanks. See you later. Uh, thanks for coming. Better luck next year. And they're starting to call the numbers and, uh, and you know, the, the adrenaline's kicking in and they get to my number and they pass over my number. And I was just like, and I wasn't even so much, of course I was like so gutted, but then I was like, what am I going to say to all the people that like knew I was here and have been following me and training? Cause like in my mind, I was like, I got this. There's no way I haven't got this. Like, and I didn't get it. And I mean, nothing can describe that moment. It's like your, your stomach is so far in your throat. Like, I feel like if you coughed, it would pop out. Like, I'm sorry for the visual, but that is the kind of guttural feeling. Like someone literally punched you in the stomach and you lose your breath. And, um, 
I remember I walked out and my dad was like, can we not do this anymore? Like I, I was like, dad, can you imagine how I feel? And you know, it's just, I'm so blessed to have parents that champion you where they feel your pain almost worse than you do. And I think that's, um, what happened with my community and my riders and my followers, everybody was on this journey with me and they saw me fail and they saw me fail big. I mean, I, they saw me fail big on a wide scale, on a huge platform, very publicly. And that was a new low. The kicker too was I had to drive back and it was, I think it was like around 9 30, 10 PM at night. I had to drive all the way back to Boston to teach an 8.30 a.m. class on the following, the next day, that Sunday, and I had three sold-out classes the next day. And what I talked about was I could be so, so sad about this loss, and or I could, on the flip side, you know, be grateful for the fact that I have three sold-out classes the next day, and there's people that would kill for that. Um, and, you know, perhaps the girls that made boot camp and, the, and, and eventually made the squad, like this is their thing, but it's not my thing. And that was really hard to think about and realize. Um, long story short, I think if I had made that team, I probably would have went part-time with solar probably would have done, I would have been on a completely different trajectory, different path with soul cycle. And I never would have became a senior instructor and I never would be who I am today if I had not failed and if I had made, if I had made that team, I would not be where I was today and all that I am. And I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful. And in hindsight, you know, hindsight is 2020, but looking back, like, thank you God that I didn't make that team because I would not be able to do any of the things that I'm currently doing, stepping into roles and stepping through doors, climbing through windows I never thought were possible for me. And I, I really truly think it is because I did not make that team that I am all that I am at SoulCycle now. And that is so amazing. Hard, hard to understand when you're going through all that awful crap and feeling all the feelings. But now looking back, that might've been one of my greatest blessings um, and my biggest takeaways from that experience and the experience at the you know going back to the agency like wow I had that not happen I, I might still be in LA and I might be a project manager which is a great job but I that that might be all I ever did and I think I'm made for more so never underestimate where your failures are going to become the highest octane fuel to propel you to that very next best version of yourself. And it's never going to feel right in the moment, but there will always be a why as to why it is all happening. And you won't know until later on, but then it's going to hit you and you'll be somewhere and you realize it and you have that holy shit moment. And it is really cool and I really hope that this touches somebody out there that might be going through a situation like that because there is always another side, another story, a new beginning, a new you, a next level of you. And it takes those awful guttural moments, um, those gut punches to get you to get you there. And, and it's only when you can look back over your shoulder and say, see, that's why that happened. And it's only when you're in the future version of yourself that you can look back and really see 
just why, why all that had to happen to make you who you are today. So I think that's all I got for y'all today. I always leave you the same way, just like I end every single one of my soul cycle classes. May you always be joyful, loving, and above all else, fearless.